Hello, good morning everyone. Won't you stand with me as we get ready to recite the Apostle Creed. This is our statement of faith and what we believe here at Celebration Church. Say, we believe in God, the Father Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth. We believe in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord, who for us and for our salvation was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead, and on the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the fellowship of believers, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated. Welcome, everyone. I want to welcome everyone, too, watching online in our campuses in Appleton and Stevens Point. Hi. How you guys doing? My big face all up in your building. I could have left that in my brain. I need to learn to do that more. Anyway, uh, excited to be here with you guys. Uh, just a, a quick little update. that Today is Missions Sunday. As you heard, we'll be taking a, our missions offering later uh, in the service, but we recently had some uh, people, Pastor uh, Bob Cole, actually in Stevens Point, uh, led a group out there. He was there, and uh, they were in Haiti uh, building a water well, stuff that a lot of you guys gave to, and they have a little video that I uh, wanted to share with you guys, so here, let's take a look at that. <laughs> Celebration Church. We're so glad to be able to be on this missions trip to Haiti. We've been able to partner with Living Waters International. What a great mission that they have here in Haiti and what a great team that they have. We've been able to work very hard and dig this well. It's been such a great experience. If you haven't had the chance to go on a well trip, we want to encourage you to do that. Your dollars have gone such a long way here in Haiti, putting in this well that won't just give water for a day, but water for a generation. So thank you so much for your time, your talent, and your treasure. God bless you all. Very cool, very cool. Uh, so yeah. When you guys give, we do stuff, and that's so awesome to build a well for people, give them water, as he said, for a generation, which is very cool. So, all right, so from that into today's message, I am going to be talking to you about marriage. So if you're married, this applies to you. If you're single looking to mingle, it would also apply to you. If you're single and pray to the Lord to remain that way, then uh, this is good advice you can just share with someone else in your life, okay? <laughs> so... The title of the sermon is Happily Ever After. So cute and beautiful. Okay. Talking about romance. How many of you guys like romantic movies? And by guys, I mean all you ladies. <laughs> There's some guys like it as well. It's cool. If you didn't raise your hand, girls, you're a liar. No, just kidding. You know, <laughs> sorry, I didn't really mean it. You sounded offended over here. I was, that was a joke. Uh, you got kind of, you know, so you get romance movies and they're broken out sort of into two genres that I like to think of them. This is me making this up, but you got your rom-coms, right, which are romantic comedies for you lay people, 
uh, who don't understand. And then you've got the dramas, right? So you've got the romantic comedies, which are great. You know, and for example, you've got, uh, you got some movies like When Harry Met Sally. Remember that one? Classic Meg Ryan movie. And you got, uh, you've got Mail, classic Meg Ryan movie. Uh, you've got Sleepless in Seattle, good Meg Ryan movie. And since I'm kind of on a Meg Ryan theme and a Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan theme, let's go ahead and throw in Joe versus the Volcano. Uh, doesn't quite hold its own up there with them, but anyway, uh, yeah. Is that not hilarious? How like, what was that, like 80s and 90s, these two were basically in every romantic comedy? It was just like, which one are they going to do this year? And we just kept watching them fall in love again. And we loved it, Yay! So, you know, so you got your romantic comedies. Those are good, fun time. And then, and then you got your dramas, right? You know what the dramas are. You got your, like, Casablanca, right? You go old school. You got Legends of the Fall, which I know if you're a woman in here who graduated high school around the same time that I did, you probably had this poster up in your bedroom. <laughs> I know, because it's all I heard about in high school was how awesome Brad Pitt, oh my goodness, Legends of the Fall, there was at least war in there, which helped a little bit. <laughs> and then you've got Titanic. Oh, I did not enjoy this movie. I just kept wanting him to die at the end. Die already! Sink! Sink! Just let go! <laughs> but it's, it's a classic. I will say this, though. Because of this movie, and I'm sure I'm not the only guy here, when you go to a bow of a ship... Do you not want to recreate this image? <laughs> just standing there. <laughs> I just go to some boat shows. Go to some boat shows, and you will see at least like two to three guys recreating this scenario. Dude, hold me from behind. Right? <laughs> just. So it, it's really the movie that keeps on giving. Uh, in fact, it, it's actually been very helpful to our very own Pastor Bob uh, here in Green Bay. Because uh, we all recently did a cruise. It was the Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage cruise. I went, went and spoke on this cruise. Uh, Bob and Dana came with us. And being that it was our first cruise, we didn't really know what to expect. We were kind of newbies and trying to figure this thing out. Uh, except for Bob. Uh, Bob kind of had it all figured out because he'd seen the movie Titanic. <laughs> so... It was basically the Titanic sort of became his encyclopedia for cruising. Uh, he would often make comments about things as though he knew what they were, and then you realize he's just quoting scenes from Titanic. <laughs> so we were sitting there at dinner, and you know Dana and Kirstie are talking about. Oh, so I, I wonder, you know, the people who work on here. So like, where where do they stay? I wonder what their rooms are like. And this Bob's like, oh no, they stay like below deck. I'm like, oh really? He's like, yeah, yeah. Their rooms are kind of small, but they actually have a lot of fun down there. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. They like hold like big dances and stuff, do a lot of Irish dancing. It's like, oh, you're describing Titanic. <laughs> so so I, I guess that, that was helpful. But uh, another drama, uh, romantic movie, you know, your thing, you wouldn't be complete if you hadn't seen The Notebook. Yes, all the girls. Amen, brother. Now you are preaching. Oh, Gosling. Wonderful Gosling. Well, The Notebook, if you haven't seen this one, and this one's kind of been a big deal lately, I, I will go through, I'll read for you the synopsis of this here, okay? This, it says, 
A poor country boy and rich city girl share an extraordinary love that spans the decades, enduring separation, war, and disease. And all the girls are like, yes! That sounds awesome! A poor city, poor country boy, rich city girl, love that endures, which is also the theme of every Hallmark Channel movie. Small city boy, country boy, big city girl, meet together, have an extraordinary love. The only thing that's a little different is in the Hallmark movie, the, the country boy, he's always a farmer. I'm convinced. Now, it depends on what time of year you're watching it, depending on what kind of farmer he is. For example, if you watch it uh, you know, early fall, he's a pumpkin farmer. If you watch it more into the winter, he's a Christmas tree farmer. That's pretty much about it. And some of you are shaking your head like, yeah, no, I love both of those. Yes, I know exactly which ones you're talking about. <laughs> hey, you do, man, if you love romance, you love the Hallmark Channel. It's just on 24-7. I've just discovered it in the last couple of years because it's just on all the time with my wife. Now, one nice thing about it is because all of the stories are basically the same, I've noticed that you can start watching one, stop midway through, Come back three hours later, just pick up wherever the next movie's off, and you're like, uh, oh, he's the country girl. Oh, she's the big city girl. Okay, I know where we're at. Let's go. Because <laughs> they're just basically the same story that go on and on. But I know, and I know when the holidays come around, and I hear you ladies talking about the Hallmark Channel, you engulf yourself in it. You can think of nothing better than to sit by the fire, watching the Hallmark Channel, sipping a hot cup of cafe, laka, mocha, loca, something or other. <laughs> Probably with like a a little garnish of a little candy cane in there, something, just be perfect. And you just watch that and you're like, oh, yes, big city girl, poor country boy, love that endures. And do you know why we love those movies? No, I'm, I'm asking you guys, do you know why? Because I don't. <laughs> that was it, that's all I had. That was just to bring this up and to find out from you. No, no the reason that people who love these, they love these movies is they love the idea of the happily ever after. The struggle, the pain, the romance that lead up to the ultimate goal of this forever happiness of marital bliss. The problem is those movies only look at and romanticize the before and not the after. They show the lead up to the happily ever after, but then just end and we're just left assuming everything will work out. Which sadly is what I think more and more marriages are using as their blueprint for good marital foundation. This notion that if we can make it to the wedding day, if we do all the stuff before, if we can find the love that endures, we'll get married, and then it'll just all be lollipops, rainbows, unicorns, all right? But then that's not always how it works out because you get married, you do the romance before, and then you get married. And of course, a lot of people, they, when they say, I do, it means I'm done. And then they stop, and they focus on everything else, and then your life gets busy, right? All of a sudden, after the, Honeymoon period, all of a sudden, oh yeah, I gotta go work a job. Oh yeah, I gotta pay bills. I have to do taxes. Right? And then you have kids come along, and that's a whole nother distraction, right? And you gotta figure that whole thing out. And then what happens is all of a sudden you, you realize you've gone days, weeks, months, where you've hardly talked to your spouse. You haven't gone on a date in forever. And where there once was this love story that you knew was true, 
All of a sudden, now you look at your spouse. Come here, honey. Come on. You don't ask for permission. You ask for forgiveness. And you look, and it's like you can hear this song playing in the distance. You never close your eyes anymore when I kiss your lips. And there's no tenderness like before in your fingertips. You're trying hard not to show it. But baby, oh baby, I know it. Come on. You've lost that love and feeling. Whoa, that love and feeling. Oh, you've lost that love and feeling. Now it's gone. 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 Oh, oh thank you. Thank you. Give her a hand. Life hits you and you're convinced we've lost it. We've missed out on our happily ever after. But listen, there's good news. You can find and refind and keep your happily ever after. Bad news is it's going to require some work. It's going to require you to maybe change up your priorities a bit. But trust me, if you will be willing to do what needs to be done, you will continually reap the rewards of your happily ever after. Because it is indeed God's design for you to have your happily ever after. Not perfection, no. <laughs> but happiness, yeah. See, here's, here's the thing about marriage, which I think is very neat. Uh, you know, God created it. And when he creates things, he creates things that are good, right? There's only one time, and it says, he looks at something and says, not good. You know what that is? <laughs> right in the beginning, in Genesis where he creates man. In fact, he created the first love story. Think about it. Adam is a country boy <laughs> working in the garden. So he's a farmer. And then you've got Eve, and her dad's God, and he's rich, so therefore she comes from a rich family. <laughs> and he brings them together. But it's funny, so you're reading through Genesis, and you're really God's creating stuff. He's creating the heavens and the earth, all these things, the birds in the air, the fishies in the seas, all these things. And after he creates everything, he looks and he goes, it is good. It is good. And then he goes and he creates Adam, puts him in the garden to work at. He steps back and he looks and he says, in Genesis uh, 2, chap uh, chapter 2, verse 18, it says, the Lord God said, it is not good for this man to be alone. He says, I will make a helper suitable for him. Which is interesting. He saw this guy. He put him there. He's working. He's like, that's ah, not good for this guy to be alone. I'm going to make something, a helper for him. And now, this isn't biblical, but uh, don't let it freak you out. It's just, uh, in my mind, I imagine Adam looked really rough. That's just what I like to think of. I just like to think, you got this single guy. 
just living and working in the mud and the dirt all day long. And then God comes to see him and he goes, how's it going? And I imagine he looks something, Adam looks something like this. <laughs> just, just dirty, just not, you know, he's got that look on his face like, huh? What, what's going on? Right? And God's like, hey, you know what? It's not good for this guy to be by himself. Uh, I'm gonna, I want to bring someone along to help this guy out a little bit. Right? Hey, you going to read this? What it so, says, the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and then closed up the place with flesh. Then it says, then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man and he brought her to the man. See, God created the first love story. He created the first marriage. He created marriage. He created this idea. As you see, he brings this thing together. So it's a gift from him. In James uh, 1 verse 7, it says, every good and perfect gift comes from above, which means God gave this gift. It was a perfect gift. All the ladies are saying, I know what you're saying. You're saying that women are perfect. Because clearly he gifted the woman. The woman is perfect. <laughs> yes, honey, that's, that's true. <laughs> if you want to think that, that's fine. Uh, for all the guys, maybe it just means that the one that God gifted you with is perfect for you. Amen. There we go. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for your, that was your opportunity. I set you up to get a little bonus points with your wife, and you all stared at me. I don't think that's right. Uh, <laughs> But now listen, God created this thing. He wants you to have this happily ever after. He wants and created marriage to be a good thing. Now, you say, okay, well, how do I get this thing? How do I keep this happily ever after? Okay, we learn about all the stuff. You know, the, we see the before, we romanticize the before. Then we get married, a lot of us have no clue what to do. Well, it's actually something pretty simple. The key to creating a happily ever after is really connected with how willing you are to prioritize your marriage in your busy life. Por ejemplo, do you still go out on dates with your spouse? Do you spend quality time together? Do you prioritize time or does it get lost in the haze of life? Running your kids from one activity to the next, making sure their school projects are done and not just done, but done in a manner that are worthy of a Pulitzer Prize. You get busy with your household activities. You're working hard at your job. Staying late when you need to so your boss sees how hard you're working. And while all those things are good and wonderful, all of a sudden you start adding all these things that are like not bad things, but also you have so many of them in your life that now you have no time for your marriage, which that's a bad thing. Because if you go too long with that and you don't connect, you don't spend time together, you're going to be singing, you've lost right? It's going to be something that just changes in there. You need to prioritize your time. Did you know that studies show that couples who regularly spend time together each week will see their levels of happiness, positive communication, and sexual satisfaction increase more than three times compared to couples that do not? So in other words, couples who spend time together regularly are happier. And if happiness is the key ingredient to a happily ever after, then spending time together increases those levels of happiness, then spending time together is clearly going to be one of your keys to your happily ever after. I mean, how many couples in here do you guys go on a date like once a week? 
Yes, I see some good hands and I see a lot of not hands. Dating your spouse once a week should become a big priority. Now, you don't have to go out on a big fancy date all the time, but you need to take time out of your week to spend time with your spouse. That's how you fell in love in the first place. That's how you keep it going, all right? And now when I talk about going out and spending time with your wife, going on a date, don't turn it into like a business meeting, okay? I know some of you guys, yeah, we go on dates, and you just go and you talk about the family calendar and the finances and the budget, and da, 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 da. And then you're like, oh, very good meeting. I'll see you again next week. Thank you. <laughs> oh, spend time with each other. Get to know each other. You should have fun. Find things that are fun. You know, we find different things fun. And bounce back and forth. Try different things. But just get, spend time with each other. Share your dreams and your hopes and your feelings with each other. You get in there and you talk about, oh, this is what I love about life. This is what I want to do. This is great. You're connecting. You're knowing each other. That's what helps keeps you connected. You know that's what you did when you were dating, right? I know there's a lot of you in here that did the thing where you talked on the phone for way too long. And if you're, you know, real old, you've had like the cord right, that started in the kitchen, and you were like upstairs in your bedroom, and you're sitting there talking to each other, and then you did the thing, oh, you hang up first, no, you hang up first, no, you hang up first, and then all of a sudden, the guy falls asleep when she's talking, are you sleeping, what, no, what, hello, you spend lots of time with each other, always thinking about dates, always finding reasons to get together and to connect. Then all of a sudden you get married and you think, oh, we're together all the time now. We don't have to keep doing that kind of stuff. No, you still have to keep that going. You have to make that a priority. You know, if you say, well, I can't find time, then you need to make time. All right? You might need to cut some things out of your life that are keeping you from being able to get out regularly. Right? You may need to budget some money so you can do something. Now, maybe all your budget will allow is for some good Taco Bell. At least that's something. (laughs) Which my wife and I actually used to do this when we were first married, go to Taco Bell, and I learned something early on in my marriage. If your wife tells you she's not hungry, get her something anyway. (laughs) I'd go through Taco Bell. She's not a big fan of Taco Bell. That's what my budget could afford. (laughs) So I'd go through, and for me, when I order, I order the amount of food that I want. I know, it's a crazy concept. Like, this is how much food I want. I will feel satisfied and not hungry anymore if I eat just this food. And then I would come home, this woman said she's not hungry, and then she eats half of my food. (laughs) She tried to say it's a romantic thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I learned, honey, do you want anything? And she says, no, I just don't feel like Taco Bell. Okay, and I'll say, yeah, I'll have an extra seven-layer burrito, please. Come home, come prepared. There's a little advice for you uh, newly married people. (laughs) But you do, you got to budget time, you got to budget your money, and if you have kids... And you really, you need to find a babysitter, right? Otherwise, you are stuck. And listen, you can still have time at home without going out. But if you've got little kids or they're sick or you can't go out, like I get that. You can still prioritize time. You can rent a movie. You can Netflix and chill. <laughs> if you have no idea what that is, find the nearest millennial around you and ask them. All right? <laughs> they will explain it to you. Oh, okay, Yes. But you can have that time. But there's something about just getting away, just getting out and spending some time away and just focusing on each other. And seriously, you need to get serious about finding a babysitter, man. You need to go after babysitters like prospectors go after gold. 
just mining, mining, looking, right? You need to become like a GM of babysitting, general manager, you know, like you got on sports teams. They're constantly evaluating talent, <laughs> looking for people. I think she could be a good babysitter. She's about the right age. She seems responsible. Her parents are really good. You think maybe we should go talk to her? Go hit it up with the parents. We'll see how it's going. You get in there, right? And there's two ways you can do it. You, you can go hunting for veteran talent, right? Find like a veteran free agent, you know, that babysitter. She's been babysitting for a while. She has her own license. Thank you, Jesus. Can drive herself. And you can go in there and get that. But I think at the same time, you should always be cultivating new talent. You should have a good, a good farm system. A good farm system. I'm speaking, the ladies have no idea what I'm talking about. I'm speaking to you guys. You can get in there and help with this thing. This is good for you guys. You can't know, wear that stuff. You know, you might have to figure out, you know, uh, salary cap and contract negotiations and stuff. You got to figure all of that stuff out, sure. But, you know, I got some babysitters sitting in here. They're probably thinking, I need to renegotiate my contract. What's going on here? <laughs> but find that. And you got to find that because when you're able to go out and spend time with each other, man, it sort of revitalizes things. You get away from the distractions, right? And you focus on each other again. And you're creating that love. So I'm serious. You need to try and get it where you're doing this once a week. You spend a time together once a week. Now the other thing, the next level thing, and this is only a once a year thing, but you need to get like a weekend getaway, right? Find some time to just get away. In fact, it's, it's biblical. You'll see here, this is Song of Songs. It's the Shulamite woman here saying, she says, come my beloved, let us go to the countryside. Let us spend the night in the villages. Let us go early to the vineyards to see if the vines have budded, if their blossoms have opened, and if the pomegranates are in bloom. By the way, she's not just talking about gardening. There I will give you my love. See, there's something about this getting away, getting away from the distractions of things and just focusing on each other, right? Now, you know, when uh, we had first had a, a baby, you know, we got the first kid, you know, you feel like you can't go six feet away from the thing, right, or it'll die somehow. But we made it a priority. We were going to get away. I remember my mother-in-law, she came over and watched little Parker when he was just a tiny thing, and we got all of like 10 hours away. <laughs> Went to sleep at a hotel, came up, came back. But man, there was something about it. As small as that was, there was something so nice about us saying to each other, we are going to prioritize our marriage. And it's a good thing, too, to do, to show your kids you know, when you prioritize your marriage, you're showing and teaching people around you our marriage is important. When you take that time to prioritize quality time together. So find that getaway. You know, man, the, the cruise that we did was awesome. I had abandoned my poor children for like seven days. They're still alive. <laughs> but there was something about seven days, just the two of you together, like you, we forgot what day it was. That's awesome. We're just having fun, connecting with each other. Man, that's like a shot of a boost into your marriage of just, whoa, that's right, we like each other. <laughs> that's right, I loved you. I knew there was something about you I liked. You take time to get everything else out of your life and spend time with each other. It's awesome. By the way, if uh, you're looking for a cruise, we're doing one next year, uh, February 6th to the 19th. How did that get in there? That's so weird, huh? How do I find out more information? I don't know. I should have came prepared. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, you can go to philgonger.com to find out more. That's so weird. Stupid thing. That's okay. 
But listen, you gotta continue to keep doing this stuff. I'm gonna say it again. These are all the things that you would do on a regular basis to fall in love in the first place. Again, what happens is you see all the stuff beforehand, you romanticize that, get married, and then you just think you're gonna coast. You know, it's like riding a bike. So I have a bike here. I know you were all wondering why the heck is there a bike out there? All right, so... First thing I'm going to do, I need a volunteer just to stand down here and I'm going to jump over. No, just kidding. <laughs> a bike. Now, a bike, if you want to ride a bike, you have to pedal to get going, right? That's the goal of the thing is to get going, get moving. Now, if you just talk about the beginning stuff, the pedal, get going, and then you never think, oh, by the way, you need to keep pedaling, the bike doesn't work, right? You get in and you're like, okay, I got to pedal. Oh, goodness gracious. I may kill myself. Ugh. Whoa, it's a, little, it's a little bumpy in the beginning. Okay, you get going, get some momentum, and you're like, okay, all right, I'm going. I got it. I did it. We did it. We wait. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. Ah! <laughs> what happened? This bike, something's wrong with it. No, it's like, hey, genius, keep pedaling. Keep pedaling as so you keep going. But we do this with our marriages. We get in and you, know, you find you know, this, your spouse and you start dating in the beginning. And, you know, it takes a little bit to get going. You're a little awkward at first, just like me. Okay. And then you go and you're going, okay. Oh, and you fall in love and you're going on dates and you love each other. Will you marry me? Yes, we get married and honeymoon. And then life hits, and you're like, what's going on? What's going on? There's something wrong with our marriage. It just doesn't feel the same anymore. Because you didn't keep pedaling. Those same things that got you there, the dating, the spending time together, the focusing, good quality time, the same thing that got you to the point where you fell in love, that's what helps you stay in love. Those are the things that help you keep you're happily ever after. All right, so you can have a happily ever after. You just need to keep working on it. Don't stop. Keep pedaling. Keep working. And you too can find your happily ever after. Amen? Let's pray. Lord, thank you for the gift of marriage. Because God, I have a feeling I too would look like Tom Hanks from Castaway had I been left on my own. And Lord, the benefit it brings and this connection that we have together, being from you, Lord, I, I thank you for that. And Lord, I, I, I pray you help all of us here, this, those that are married, to make sure we prioritize this, keep this relationship important because it's important to you. So I know if life gets too busy and things can creep in, it can create distance. But help us to be intentional about spending time together Reveal to us the things that are creating the space and the chasm in our relationship. Protect us from things that will divide us. And help us to stay connected and to glorify you. We pray this in your name. Amen. Thank you.